I, I really don't think she should prepare to be in a relationship. Okay. <laughs> what, what we were saying is you're just preparing yourself to be the best person that you can be so that if a relationship does come by, the preparation you've done is on yourself. Hello and welcome to 40ish and Searching, a podcast where mature singles have mature relationship dialogue. I'm your host, Yannick, and as a single woman, I find myself constantly engaged in some pretty passionate discussions about dating and relationships. On this podcast, I'll be speaking with different guests every week about topics that are plaguing the relationship community. This show is dedicated to single women 35 plus who are looking for answers to some of the mysteries of dating. So listen, like, subscribe, and share. Here at 40ish and Searching, I hope you find what you're searching for. Hello and welcome to another episode of 40ish and Searching, where mature singles have mature relationship dialogue. I'm your host, Yannick, and today's topic is sustaining a serious relationship. And to discuss that topic with me, I have none other than Mr. Adrian Richardson. Mr. Richardson here is a Chicago native and has a Los Angeles-based business he is the owner of Inspire Flow Arts, and he and his team, they teach life skills through music and the arts. He's a versatile presenter that provides guidance in areas of youth enrichment, parenting, love, and relationships, spiritual fundamentals, and creative arts. Welcome, welcome, Adrian. Thank you for joining us today. Absolutely. From one unique name to unique name. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us, tell us about Inspire Flow Arts. Absolutely. So Inspire Flow Arts, I, I've worked a lot with kids from a volunteer standpoint and, and even um, just working with kids professionally. And I've done music and acting in the arts. And so it came from my love of children and the love of arts. And so I've thought just how the current, or I would say the current, but the educational system has been for so long that really teach kids um, what to think and not how to think. Mm. And so I thought that I can combine the skill sets that I have in the arts and with teaching and working with kids to create something that can teach them life skills, critical thinking, um, skills that are gonna prepare them for the 21st century as we continue on. Um, and, and so and what we do at Inspire Flow Arts is we use music and the arts to teach things like financial literacy, uh, communication, team building. So those are, that's kind of a, an, an overview of what Inspire Flow Arts is. And so I've worked with, I've used it to do that with youth. I've also used it as a form of musical therapy. And um, yes, I was contracted for a treatment facility for residents that were recovering addicts. Mm -hmm. And I was able to use songwriting as a way to help them to kind of get in touch with their emotions and their feelings. So using it as, and in particular hip hop. Mm -hmm. And so just, I have a way of, of how I teach hip hop using the, the four pillars of hip hop to make it more relatable mm -hmm. and to make it um, something that the audience or the participants can relate to and make it theirs. I love it. Okay, well, you're active in the community, you're giving back, you know a little bit about hip hop, the arts. It just seems, it sounds like you're a Renaissance man. 
Would I be correct in saying that? You would be. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Then, then you're perfect. Good of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you're the perfect person to, to discuss this. You know, serious relationships. I mean, relationships in general is a hot topic, particularly when you're single, like myself. So I'm excited to hear your thoughts on serious relationships. So let's get started, shall we? We shall. Okay, dive right on in. <laughs> so let's talk about why sustaining a serious relationship is such an important topic. Why is it important in your eyes? Yeah, it's important because, I mean, all types of studies show that people who actually are married tend to live longer, tend to have happy, mm -hmm. happier lives, tend to be more wealthy. So it's an, an important part because we all, we are social, we're mm -hmm. social beings. And having someone in your life, in particular, someone that you can be intimate with, mm -hmm. and I'm not just, just saying from a sexual standpoint, but intimacy in terms of being vulnerable, when you're able to be vulnerable with someone else, you're able to actually kind of learn yourself better and having mm -hmm. someone else there mm -hmm. who are seeing things that we all have blind spots. So someone else may be able to kind of see things. So you learn from each other. So mm -hmm. it's a learning experience to whereas you're in your own personal self-development that you may be doing, mm -hmm. maybe missing out on some things that someone that is comparable to you can help you to become an even better person. Mm -hmm. and that works vice versa so it's 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 beneficial because of the coming together of two people and how they both benefit each other okay so you mm -hmm. mentioned self-development mm -hmm. what if the argument is we should all be working on ourselves, whether we're in a relationship or not do you think that being in a serious relationship helps expedite that process or does it hinder because now you have to deal with the needs and wants of another individual? Yeah, we definitely, it's definitely not an argument against self-development outside. <laughs> I, I definitely am an advocate of having that self-development mm -hmm. before entering into a relationship of okay. being confident with who you are kind of knowing where you're going or having an idea. So you're not looking for the other person to make you whole or mm. make you complete. Mm -hmm. it, it's a, a, a mutual thing to where you have two people who ideally have been working on themselves, are currently uh, developing themselves, and then they come together. And as a result of the work that they're putting in on themselves, mm -hmm. they mutually benefit. Okay. Okay. And yeah, that's so the, the benefit, like you said, the benefit of being with someone who has your best interest in mind, you have their best interest in mind. So it's mutually be beneficial, which is what a healthy relationship is about or should be about. Right. Right. And they're not looking for the other person to make them whole or to complete them. Ah, there. Okay. So they just happen to, to have the benefit of the result because I mean, let's face it, nobody's ever going to be perfect. or So that's why self-development is an ongoing thing. So being with someone who is able to realize that and recognize that and mm -hmm. is working on that, it's an, it, it's never going to stop. Okay. Different stages of our lives, we there's this different development from a brain standpoint, from an emotional standpoint, the hormones changing, all mm -hmm. these things are changing. So um, understanding that this is a relationship looking in terms of a, a lifelong relationship, mm -hmm. which you've already came in kind of 
not 100% established, but really knowing who you are and loving yourself. Mm -hmm. So what'd you say, and you brought up an interesting point because you said you should already come into that relationship kind of whole, right? But there are so many of us out here that aren't uh, for whatever reason, you know, brokenness comes in many different forms. Would you say that the other person is responsible for helping you become whole? No. Okay. No. And, and so let me clarify that when I say come in whole, I don't mean that they're, you're coming into a relationship complete, but you have some, a, a really strong sense of, of who you are mm. before because to your to your question or the point of does it hinder so it it can hinder if you're looking for validation in that other person okay so coming into a relationship even with brokenness mm -hmm. understanding that this person can't heal you that still has to be something that you do the individual work whether it be a therapist or whether it be spiritual or a combination mm -hmm. having other people to reach out to so you can come into a relationship broken, but having the awareness and the understanding to know that there are some things you have to have settled within yourself because that other person isn't going to complete you. They aren't going to make you whole. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, that's good to know. I know there are a lot of, especially on the, the woman's side of it, a lot of times we look for men to complete us. I mean, we're already whole, but we may feel like there's something missing. And so a lot of times that can be translated to I'm not whole, but you're saying that's not what that means just because there's a void or you want someone in your, in your life, you want a relationship, but that doesn't mean you're not whole already. Okay. Yeah. So you, I would say that you're not looking for someone to complete you, mm -hmm. you're looking for someone to compliment. Oh, not, I love not it. Give, not give you compliments. That's a part of it. <laughs> that too. <laughs> that's a part of it, but someone that, that's going to compliment. Okay. Share the same values, the same visions, the same goals. They don't have to be the exact same, but so this person isn't going to complete you. No one can complete you. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. So at what point is a relationship considered serious? Um, I'd say it's considered serious uh, when that social media status changes. So. <laughs> <laughs> from, from it's complicated, from it's simple to <laughs> right <laughs> in a relationship. <laughs> Checks the box. Yes, I like you. I would say that a relationship is serious when you've gone through something with this person. When when you find out that this person has some flaws or some pet peeves. And they're getting on your nerves. Mm -hmm. It's annoying. And you're thinking about, <laughs> I can't put up with this. And then you decide that, you know, I, I think this person is worth it. Mm -hmm. So I'd say that it becomes serious when there's a challenge, when there's a challenge that you're mm -hmm. willing to go through and mm -hmm. hold on to. So it, not even when you decide to be exclusive, like, oh, this is my boo, this is my babe. Mm -hmm. That's not even serious because you really need to go through something. You need to be tested mm -hmm. in order to know if this is serious or not because it's easy to just leave. Mm -hmm. Is it possible to for a relationship to turn serious without having gone through anything serious? For example, you can go a whole six months, even a year, and not really experience anything traumatic. 
or you can go two months and your grandma dies, your dog was hit, you know, you lose your job. Like everything can happen in a short time frame, or nothing can happen for a long period of time. So can it, can it still be considered serious if you don't experience anything like life altering while you're with that person? Absolutely. Okay. So that would be the exclusiveness, the um, being together, okay. the, all of that. So the next level would be the, the test. So you okay. can be serious, but really knowing if this is going to be a sustaining, because if we, we're talking about something that's going to sustain, mm -hmm. there's going to be challenges. So that's going to be the real test to whether or not this is going to be something that I can sustain. Because it's a lot easier to be in a relationship when there may be some minor issues going on, but the test of sustainability is going to be in, in overcoming the challenge. Okay. Once you've laid the groundwork then it, that makes sense. That makes sense. So what are some of the key components to sustaining a serious relationship? Sure. I, I like to kind of think of it in terms of, uh, I call it like seven essential uh, keys or things to sustaining a relationship. Oh, let's hear it. Yeah. <laughs> what you see is what you get. Okay. So that first C is curiosity. So curiosity mm -hmm. is an eagerness, a desire to learn, to know, to know that person that you're with. So in order to sustain a relationship first, you have to really get to know the person. So that curiosity, the, those asking questions, and is staying curious throughout the relationship because there will be a point to where you, you think you know your person real good. Or I know what they're gonna say. You pick up their behaviors, the patterns, and you, it can be taken for granted that you still need to be curious about that person. Because mm -hmm. as I stated earlier, we all are going through different changes and stages. Mm -hmm. So it can be dull if you just think you know what your person's gonna do. They may have a new hobby or, or different interests. Mm -hmm. So asking about that helps to spark and keep the, the fondness going. Okay, okay, so that's a good one, curious. And stay curious, so it's like a one and one A kind of thing. Okay. Exactly, yeah, so, all, of these, all of these are gonna be things that you need to continue. Okay, so mm -hmm. do you have a, a book with the other six <laughs> components? Working on it. Okay, okay, well, I'm looking oh, no, forward I got, to that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you the rest of them. So okay. the, the second one is creativity. Okay. And again, okay. creativity, that's a big thing for me because you know what I do with inspired okay. for arts, but creativity. And when I, when I say creativity, I think of it in terms of the creator. I'm a spiritual person. I believe in God. And not only do I believe in God, but I experience God. Wonderful. Live God. <laughs> and so when it comes to creativity, I think in terms of God and how God, we learn about in the story of Adam and Eve, how God created man and woman. Mm -hmm. And what I take out of that is he created them with four and two. So he created them with thoughtfulness. He said, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. So he, he thought about it. He knew you. Uh, it was with love, with intentionality. And then God created man for mm -hmm. worship, for worshiping him, for having mm -hmm. a relationship with him. And then God created him to have stewardship. Wow the earth being fruitful and multiplying. So when we look at it from that standpoint, God creating 
man and woman with four and two, mm -hmm. as the creation of God, we are to reflect and mirror that because we are made in his image and likeness. So then in relationship, then we should be creating it with four and two. So in a relationship, you're creating it with thoughtfulness, like God thought about you. Mm -hmm. So there has to be some thoughtfulness in your relationship. There has to be some love, some intentionality, just like God created. God created for worship with him. So likewise, in a relationship, it's you're not necessarily worshiping each other as in you worshiping God, right. but you're having that intimacy with each other, that personal connection, that adoration for each other the praising of each other, the uplifting of each other. Mm -hmm. So that's the core. And then the two, just as God gave man and woman stewardship and the stewardship that you have as a couple, mm -hmm. that's to know what your purpose is as a couple. Ah. The work that you're going to do as a couple. Okay. How is your relationship going to be fruitful and multiply? What's going to be a result of the two of you being together? Wow. Wow. That's powerful. <laughs> okay. I'm over here taking copious notes, y'all. Um, <laughs> I love that your purpose together, because we all have an individual purpose. Exactly. Um, but when we have we... an individual couple, mm -hmm. then we have a couple purpose as a couple. Yes. So yeah. And then when we join together, it's, it's just that much more abundant whatever that purpose is, as we fulfill it as a unit. And exactly. I, I love it. I don't think I've ever heard that before with four and two, you're going to tell yeah. me when your book comes out. That's what, Definitely. <laughs> that's what I need. Definitely. Okay. And then so, so, so with sustaining that creativity throughout in creativity, there's newness, there's problem solving and mm -hmm. creativity, um, going the extra mile. So creativity is not only in, in that beginning, but it sustains throughout. Because okay. you want it to be new, you want it to be curious. Right. Problem solving aspect of it, of, of solving problems creatively, mm -hmm. not doing things the way that they maybe have been done in, in the past. That's it. great. Then after creativity, then there's clarity of vision and boundaries. Okay. And what I mean by that is you want to have Clarity, as, as we just mentioned, of how everyone has a purpose and then a purpose together, mm -hmm. making that clear. What is our vision as a couple? What's our vision statement? Mm -hmm. What's our mission statement? Just like a business. Businesses have vision and mis mission statements. So can a relationship. So can a serious relationship, a marriage. And then the boundaries. Clarity of what the boundaries are. Again, not just individually, but as a couple. So for instance, we don't yell at each other. We don't scream at each other or we don't call each other names. So those boundaries. It, that might some... be a tough one though, Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> that, you yeah. know, when you get annoyed, uh, those pet peeves, you know. Yeah. Okay. But at least having the discussion <laughs> okay. about it so that those pet peeves are known. And then that's where the creativity and the curiosity comes mm -hmm. in. Because mm -hmm. how can I creatively channel this energy of me wanting to just yell mm -hmm. and then as a person being yelled at maybe some curiosity of what's really going on so all of these work ah. and they build on each other okay okay i get it wow and it's not easy 
it's 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 certainly not easy. So it's 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 something that there has to be awareness and something that has to be practiced. Well, and relationships are never easy, right? They're supposed to be. Well, they're work. I mean, it's it's hard work. And speaking of hard work, a lot of us don't want to do it. <laughs> so I mean, just being real. Why do you think it's so difficult for men and women? And this, this audience here is 35 and up. That's what we're targeting. Why do you think we don't want to put in the work? I think it's twofold. I think that as we are 35 and up, that tolerance level. Mm, tolerance. <laughs> that tolerance okay. level gets T-word. very low. So things yeah. that you may have put up with when you were younger, mm -hmm. Now you're like I'm too old for this, or not too old for this, but um, yeah, I'm just not ready to deal with foolishness. Right. And so I think it, it can be harder to give people a chance because you you feel like you know what you want, mm -hmm. and it's not that ain't got time for that. And then on the other, kind of on the flip side of that, is that some who maybe think the clock is running out. Mm, uh oh, and ladies. So Maybe a desperation. <laughs> and so you do put up with some foolishness that yeah. you should be, and it's not sustainable. Hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I should feel attacked or, <laughs> or I I I do uh I mean there's definitely some truth in that. A lot of women do start to compromise and or settle the older they get. And I and I understand it. You know, on one hand, you're like, I'm I'm this old. And I'm, I made it this long without picking the wrong guy. Why settle now? But then on the flip side, it's like, well, why not settle now? Because yeah. <laughs> I'm the right guy. Yeah. So that's that's a tough one. As a, as a woman, that's that's kind of tough. Um, but I I hear you. We don't. We're tired of the foolishness. Like you said, yeah. we're just too old for. It. We're not old, but we're too old to deal with that. Yeah. So what do we do? We just don't deal with anyone at all. I mean, we just just resign ourselves to remain single? What's the, I guess, solution if you don't want to tolerate the foolishness, but yet you're not finding anyone who wants a serious relationship? Yeah, I, I would say it's just a, a matter of still trying and, and, and having mm -hmm. communication, Okay, seeing, so it's not giving up. It's just that ba that balance between the two of not yeah. being too desperate, but having standards and just as much as possible is trying to have patience and not focus on that so much because again, there's still that personal development that's that you should be going through and that there's still some passions and purpose that you have in your life. Mm -hmm. So maybe through some of those things, you may meet someone who's on the same line because if you're just in the house all the time on social media, those things you're not out, living in your purpose, mm -hmm. your purpose ideally will provide for you. So whether that not just be in the fulfillment of that, mm -hmm. but maybe someone else who's in alignment. Hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So work in your purpose mm -hmm. and possibly, of course, it's, there's no guarantee, but you right. may potentially meet someone do you think that people, and I'm going a little off script here because I, you just, you're bringing up so many things that I have questions yeah, about. Do you think that, I'm going to ask you as a man, do you think that men are as intentional about finding a woman 
while they're fulfilling their purpose, but like kind of on a separate note or running parallel to that versus, oh, if I happen to meet someone, great, but I'm still going to work on my purpose, but I'm not going to proactively look for someone to be in a serious relationship with. Do you, do you think that's like an accurate assessment for men? Uh, I don't want to generalize, but what sure. are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I would tend to say that as a man, we're probably more driven towards purpose mm -hmm. and work and the woman comes along, then that's fine because our, our a lot of the way that men, especially our age, have been brought up mm -hmm. has been to kind of chase the women mm -hmm. for other purposes. <laughs> okay. <other than. laughs> so... We can be working on our particular goal and purpose and not really see the benefit other than the physical part that a woman can contribute. So mm. I would say that that would be more of the focus. It's not a, that I have to get with a woman as a lifelong partner to mm -hmm. help me build, to be a helpmate, but the perception can be because we're kind of trained to mm -hmm. hunt and chase and all of that is mm -hmm. that this is someone who can be a companion. And with that thought process, does it ever occur <laughs> to, to men that you can do more with two than you can with one, right? So two incomes, two credit, good credit scores, someone to help carry the load at home or raising the kids. So while you're working towards your purpose, doesn't it seem like it would be more beneficial to have the right partner in your life versus let me work on this exclusively. And if I happen to meet a woman who can help me, great. But if not, that's great too. I'm just, I'm always curious why men don't think I can do more with the, the right woman by my side and, and proactively look for that woman instead of solely focusing on purpose. Mm -hmm. And again, we're, we're kind of generalizing, but not generalizing. Right. right. So within that context, because of the pressure and the ego. Okay. So men are kind of looked at as to be the breadwinner. Mm -hmm. So if we're looked at to be the provider, the protector, then we're thinking that it's on us. So there's pressure in that. There's pressure in that I have to make enough money to take care of my person if I'm with someone or even to get someone because she's going to be looking ah, for protection. Right, and right provided for even with women doing well now that's still just just like I was mentioning how it's kind of ingrained or how we're programmed to think we have to chase after women mm -hmm. it's also programmed that we have to be the provider we have to take care and so it's that pressure that programming that we've had that makes us in that ego that we can do it all okay and so even though a woman is of benefit because of that training, if, if we don't get out of that training, then, then that's the thought process is that I'm expected to build a company on my own. I'm expected to do this. And the wife is expected to be at home. Yeah. It's okay. A, and it, and it makes sense because since it's the exact opposite of what women are trained or brought up to do, right? Our thought process is to nest, to nurture. Yeah. Um, to, to provide, build a home, you know, have kids, obviously. So I, I see what you're saying that 
you're taught to go out and provide. We're taught to be more of the, the emotional um, arm of the relationship, if you will. And so because those two don't really intersect unless we make them, right? I can see why there's such a clash between men and women, particularly in this age range as we get older. You guys are on a mission. Our clock is ticking. So we may also, we're on a different mission. I get it. Okay. Wow. That was a lot to unpack there, Adrian. Okay. <laughs> so we talked about hard work, you know, relationships are hard work. There are people though, who say they want a serious relationship. They're ready to put in the work. How do, how should one prepare for a serious relationship? And if you could address the women, how should a woman prepare to, to be in a serious relationship? I, I really don't think she should prepare to be in a relationship. What we're saying is you're just preparing yourself to be the best person that you can be so that mm -hmm. if a relationship does come by, the preparation you've done is on yourself. Okay. So I, I know. Yeah. I, yeah, so I'm not sure if, if you want more of a direct well, answer to that. Well, it, it maybe there there might be maybe some specifics. So, for example, if a woman has just let's say me, I'm going to pick on me. Let's just say I haven't taken to cooking. Don't worry, y'all, I can cook. But let's just say that's not really my thing, right? And you could say, well, you should work on yourself. You should learn to cook a few dishes. But if that's just not my thing, but okay. I know in a serious relationship or if I'm headed towards marriage, I'm probably going to need to cook. So maybe something more pragmatic, like, are there certain things that a woman should be doing, even if it's outside of her comfort zone, like the cooking, are there things that she should be doing to actively prepare other than the self-development? Okay. I see. So that kind of goes down to maybe more of the roles. Oh, yes. Relationship. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so with that, I would say that getting out of that kind of mindset of that there has to be these traditional roles like the okay. cooking whatever if you're not good at cooking i wouldn't say that you go out and try to learn how to cook okay, and again i can cook but yeah as an example <laughs> the record, and then it can can burn right so yeah i, I wouldn't really say that be, because it's really talking about traditional roles mm -hmm. and that would vary depending on the person so because then we get back to Kind of that limitation of mm -hmm. this is what you do so prepare for this like how women are, are brought up okay so if yeah i, I just still think that okay. you want to be prepared yourself and, and not really getting caught up in the roles but i mean then it's really knowing the person that you're with so mm. if, if your man likes sports whatever then you may have to learn but i don't think you can prepare for that because I don't watch sports or, or drink any of that. So if, if a woman is is preparing that and she and she comes in a relationship with me and she knows more than sports than me because she's thinking that she has to prepare right. for that, <laughs> then it doesn't make sense. So it's really knowing your person. Okay. So it's kind of hard to say you need to prepare in mm -hmm. general because men, although we can be kind of generalized, mm -hmm. we can be very different. So, okay, let me, let me ask maybe about some of the softer skills. So yeah. if it's something like being a better listener or yeah, something like that. Okay. Yeah. And again, everyone should work on that, right. Regardless, mm -hmm. male, female, how can a woman practice that? 
she can do it with her friends and her cousins and her parents, but it's a little bit different when you're in a relationship, right? So how can a woman work on or prepare some of those softer skills outside of a relationship? Yeah, that would be difficult because you, like you said, you can talk to a brother or mm -hmm. a cousin, but just being able to understand how a man thinks. Mm -hmm. So whether it be studying and researching just the male brain, the okay. male needs, needs <laughs> to have respect and these type of things. But even with that, you really have to experience it to mm -hmm. really know how to apply it. So the preparation can be researching, but until you're actually in that situation to use it, right. to apply it, really, so the best preparation would be to research, to understand how men think, okay. understanding conflict resolution, listening skills, um, these, all these things, these soft skills are things that you can research, practice on others. But again, uh, a brother and a boyfriend or fiance or a husband, right. it's going to be different because of that intimacy, because right. the stakes are, are higher. So it's, it's a really difficult thing. I want to try and give you yeah. like, yeah. And that's, that's exactly why I asked, because you're right. It's two different dynamics, two different types of relationships. So it's a little tough to prepare for something at some point you just got to get in the game. Right. I guess if you, you know, an athlete, it's like, you're going to go to practice all week long, but at some point it's like, coach, let me in the game. So can't really yeah. practice certain things. Um, Maybe we should come up with a service in which we provide <laughs> someone who's looking to have a role play type of thing to where is you get into these like different discussions that can be preparation. I love it. I'm here for it. I'm here for all of it. Yes. I, I can role play all day long, different dating scenarios. <laughs> and at this point, I've probably been through them all. So I think the older you get, the more experience you have in dating, hopefully. So yeah. I definitely have some insight with that, but that would be a great idea, Adrian. Yeah. yeah. So I just have a couple more questions as we wrap up this episode. I think this has been great. And I think it's something that women and men need to hear as they look into going into serious relationships. If a woman hasn't been married before and she's dating someone who has, or he's been in a long-term relationship, you know, several long-term relationships, is that typically frowned upon that she may not have the same experience, I'm using air quotes here, experience as he does? I don't think from a male perspective. Okay. We're, we're thinking that she, if anything, the male ego mm -hmm. is going to like the fact that she hasn't been married and that he can, he's her first husband, even though he's been married. It, it's from the male standpoint, it's not, he's not going to feel like she's not as experienced as I am okay. he's, he's like that because he may feel that in the male ego mm -hmm. that well why did she get divorced what's wrong with her or that uh, <laughs> uh <-oh. laughs> okay okay but he he would be hopefully would be glad to be her first if you will yes. okay mm -hmm. and so what questions can a woman or should a woman ask a man to make sure that he's ready for a serious relationship 
when's the what's the last relationship that you've been in okay that word why are you why did that relationship end okay what do you see how do you see yourself with me what's your vision mm. for a relationship the good what's one the goals that you have for our relationship how do you see me how, how what do I have a value that you can see in me? What do you have a value? The whole bringing to the table without, you know, saying, you know, I, I got this to bring in the table, but mm -hmm. just that curiosity. Okay. Yeah. And that's time to, to kind of brag, not brag on yourself, but that's the, the time for you to show off what value you do bring to the table without actually saying the words, this exactly. is what I bring to the table. Right. Um, and I think it probably would come across best if you integrate it with that person's life. Like you're not just listing, well, I have a college degree and I have my own yeah. business and I own a house. That's mm -hmm. great. But how does that help me? So it's, it sounds like it would be beneficial if you just kind of weave that into how it helps that person, right? Not just yeah. what you have, what you've accomplished. Yeah. Oops. And then how, how do you, the big one, how do you handle conflict? How what, do you handle conflict? Some things that are, are pet peeves of yours, because again, if you're going to be in a serious relationship, there's going to be those challenges. Um, so not even just specifically conflict or challenges with me, but with your, your employer, your mm -hmm. family, with your friends, what are some things that you've overcome? Again, mm -hmm. you're not like directly asking these, but these are things to kind of keep in mind of how they handle smaller situations, because that can be a reflection of how they handle larger things in a serious relationship. Would it be wrong for a woman to test <laughs> man's conflict resolution skills? <laughs> I'm gonna push his button, girl. <laughs> I gotta see how he acts, how he reacts. <laughs> I I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend. Okay, okay. Well, my my final question to you is: What advice do you have for women who are 35, 40 plus looking for a serious relationship? I would say that. Have patience okay. and continue to work on yourself. See and understand how valuable you are. Don't settle for anyone that mm -hmm. isn't at a level that you feel your value is worth putting the time, the energy, the emotions into. Really know who you are and know what you want. Mm -hmm. And, and be okay if you don't know that still, even after 35, it, it, it's okay to still be a little bit unsure, but give love, relationships, an opportunity to develop if it's going to be. Love it. Okay. That is a gem right there. That That's definitely wisdom to the men and the women, actually. That was great advice for men and women. But thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. All right. Well, that that concludes this episode of 40ish and searching. Before we go, Adrian, can you share with us where we can find you online, social media, how we can get a hold of you? And <laughs> sure, you can um, find me at inspireflowarts.com and social media ins inspireflowarts as well. That's inspire i n s p i r e flow f l o w arts a r t s dot com and 
the same on social. Perfect. And we'll add that in the description for this episode. So thank you once again, Adrian, for joining us. And again, I really enjoyed myself. I didn't think we would get this deep, but you <laughs> gave some great, great advice, some very uh, practical tools. So I appreciate that. Like I said, I took notes, so I'm going to go over these and see what I can do <laughs> differently <laughs> myself. And I love the fact that you brought up Adam and Eve and, you know, why, what we can learn from them and how we can apply that to our relationships with the with four and two. So I love that. So again, thank you so much for, for coming on today. And thank you for having me. It's been great talking with you and uh, any, any other time you want to have me back. Love to come. Absolutely. Okay. Well, with that, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening. And until next time, I hope you find what you're searching for. Yeah.